Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, Port Adelaide Power. That's their name. Early 2023 preview. Before I get started, jump on Instagram if you haven't. Jump on Spotify if you haven't. If you want audio, Instagram for visual stuff. Like, subscribe, follow. This is on YouTube, obviously, as well, if you want to watch the videos. Let's get started. Port Adelaide preview 2023. So the Power had a disappointing season last year. Ken Hinckley was under pressure. I'm not sure why exactly. Obviously, they've got a strong home ground advantage, but I think they finished sec, uh, second or definitely top four the year before, and the year before that, they finished first. So they've got a really strong team, and they had heaps of injuries. Dixon didn't play most of the year. Lysette didn't play most of the year. Wines was sick and then didn't quite get back to his best. And... Look, they're a promising team. They've got a lot of young talent. They're going through a transition stage. I think they'll be bigger and better next year. And they've brought in Horn Francis and Willie Rioli to address. Um, probably adding a little bit more midfield depth when Boat gets to the end of his career and Wines probably will start slowing down a little bit. He's in the real golden years now, but they won't last long. And Willie Rioli addresses that small forward need. I'll get to that later. Their forward dynamic and They've, they've got a massive swing in terms of how good their forward line could be and how bad it could be depending on injuries and continuity. But let's get started in the back line as I always do. Key pillars are going to be Aaliyah Aaliyah and Tom Cleary. Aaliyah, fantastic recruit. I think two years ago now um, was All-Australian last year when Power had that much better season, but obviously dropped down the ladder this year. Had... Still pretty significant influence on games. He's a really good intercepting player and he kicks the ball well, but yeah, just with everything going on at Port Adelaide, probably doesn't get as much credit. There's always a little bit of a, I think, extra recognition that guys get in their first year at a new club. More of the spotlights on them, they get talked about in the media leading into that season. So generally, those players are rewarded, whereas if they could have the exact same performance at their old club before getting in the spotlight through a trade, and they probably wouldn't be close to the All-Australian 40, but that's just my opinion. So Aaliyah is your really strong intercepting guy that can also lock down a little bit like a Harris Andrews. He's got both facets to his game. Really strong in the air, good competitor, tall enough at 194, but long reach and, yeah, good athletically. So he he's a really strong defender. And then it, it falls away a little bit, although Port have generally quite a strong defense. They play well as a unit and they're really competitive and competitive. So Cleary... Even though he gets caught out occasionally, like he got absolutely monstered by Tom Hawkins up at the Gabba, I think, in the COVID year. Kicked like six or seven goals on him and Port were never in that game. But I think he comes in and then Jonas plays as that, as that third tall. Even though they're all a little bit undersized, as you can see, Aaliyah's the tallest at 194. So they're lacking that really big key defender. Ideally, I think you'd want... One, a big key defender, like an almost 200-centimeter guy, and then Aaliyah plays as that second key, and he can intercept more. And then Jonas, he'll, he can play on smaller types. He plays well above his size, though. Playing as key defender at 188 centimeters, you're asking a lot of him, but I think he gives a lot. He gives his all, and he can intercept coming across, but probably more often than intercepting, he just gets across and spoils and makes sure that, yeah, the key forwards aren't able to out-wrestle their opponent. And even if they do... He's there to knock the ball over the boundary line. Getting into the smalls, I've got Dan Houston. He's probably plays the tallest of these smaller types. He's a good intercept mark. He actually ranks quite highly for intercept marks. And then he's a fantastic kick. Can kick across his body, really penetrating. Very skillful player. I think he's he's really good. Can push up onto the wing as well. But 
I like him in halfback because of that intercept marking. And I think he can provide a lot more drive. One of the issues with Port Adelaide last year, and it's it's been a bit of a growing trend, is they just go so slowly. There was a game against Melbourne in particular where Melbourne had their defence set really well. This is when Melbourne were playing really, really well. Port Adelaide, I think, scored 30 points for the game. And they were just chipping the ball in switches across from one back flank to the other, then back around to the other flank, and then back around to the other flank, never going anywhere, very hesitant with their ball movement. It's a little bit of um, a self-fulfilling prophecy, though, because generally, if you go slow initially, the opposition has time to set up, and then you're almost forced to either kick down the line to a bad position or switch the play, try and go slowly. So I think ideally you want to go quick, initially as soon as you get the ball you want to rebound as fast as possible before the defense is set against you Port Adelaide haven't done that they've just chipped the ball around which has led to some big marking numbers in their back line particularly that game against Melbourne some their defenders had huge marking numbers but they didn't get anywhere with it so I want Houston back there to provide a little bit of run but really damaging kicking and hopefully takes on those risks to break the defensive zone down of the opposition uh brought in Lockie Jones a guy who hasn't played heaps of footy into his coming into his third year, um, injury interrupted this year, but he looks well and truly ready for AFL. He's really quick. He's really strong. He's got a good kick. You wouldn't want to be playing on him. I think he'll be able to lock down and then, yeah, rebound with serious power. I love the way he attacks the contest. He'll be a fan favorite for sure. Having a mullet never helps. I mean, it doesn't hurt. It helps a lot. Being a fan favorite, fans love mullets. And then Dan, uh, Darcy Byrne Jones. Uh, won their best and fairest two years ago, I think, or in the year that they finished first. So you can tell how highly he's rated internally. A little bit like Liam Baker. Probably doesn't get as much recognition, but plays on a dangerous small forward each week and is just 100% committed. Very, very courageous player. And then pretty smart, safe ball user coming out of the back line. Then on the bench, I've got a couple of guys. Bonner, I'm not sure, gets in the team if all these other sort of running halfbacks are fit. They've got a few of them. Um, he... Yeah, probably gets in as, as that rebounder, but would be relying on an injury. Whereas Burton, I think, plays tall enough. He's strong overhead, although probably not as strong in the contest as he could be potentially, but has got a fantastic running gait, covers the ground really easily, and kicks the ball really well and really long. So he offers a lot of rebound as well. Last season, Burton was one of the few guys that was sort of trusted to take on that risky kick into the corridor try and get the ball over the back. A lot of the other guys played it very safe, whereas Burton was a guy that was given that license. So I think that shows how highly he's rated with his kicking. Houston and Burton combined, hopefully, will be able to add a little bit more defensive drive to the Port Adelaide team and get them playing a little bit quicker out of defense. Jumping into the midfield, the wings are interesting, especially with Amon leaving to Hawks. He was the only winger who was really set, and then it offers the opportunity for a bit of a reshuffle. And I think to add a little bit more dare, a little bit more X factor to this wings. And yeah, as I mentioned, the, the general theme for this Port team, I think, is just got to be speeding up their ball movement. They're going to have a really dangerous forward line, and they need to get the ball in there as much as possible. So I've got Kane Farrell. Um, maybe slips under the radar a little bit, but he's a fantastic kick of the footy comfortably kicking goals from like 55 meters out and getting them through post high decent runner as well but he's going to be really linking up on the outside covering a little bit of Amon's departure but yeah elite elite kick Bergman um I've got just ahead of Dersma he offers a bit more sort of defensively pushing back with intercept marks and 
I, yeah, it's very, very tight between the two of them. I think Bergman probably a little bit better in the air. Dersma maybe a little bit more courageous and better in the contest. But yeah, it's it's really nitpicking. And I think Bergman just a little bit younger and looks to have pushed his head way ahead of Dersma in the pecking order. And then Josh Sin, I've got his third in the wing rotation. I've got him in there to add some speed and some attacking flair. Watching some of his under-18 stuff, that's what he did. He got the ball at half-back, and he just took off. He would take the game on, running bounces. He was one of the quickest in that draft class. So hopefully pushing him up onto the wing, I think, would be a good place to start him. The half-backs are pretty full. But if he can get out on the wing, hopefully ease into AFL with some uncontested footy and really just take the game on, take meters and kick long. That's going to be the theme for these wingers, I think. You just want want them to take ground, hopefully move the ball quickly from the back line, get them out into space where they can use their leg speed and then use their kicking into the forward line. Um, On ball mids, I've got Wines, Rosie, Boak and Butters. Wines, obviously Brownlow winner. I think at his best, he's he's a really good midfielder. Solid. He's not. Yeah, he, he's not going to get the praise of other guys because he's not flashy. He doesn't really do anything special, but he just does the basics pretty well. Shows up contest after contest. His time on ground was quite low this year, so I think after that illness in round three, he never really got back to his best. Was playing very low time on ground. When he was on, he was able to impact quite well around the contest, but I think he needs to be a hundred percent fit to play. His his. Fitness has never really been a strength. Like his running's never been a strength. So he needs to be have a full preseason and really hit the ground running to have the impact and match it at the speed of the game in this day and age. Rosie, a guy I can see playing full-time mid and being a really, really damaging midfielder. He's probably the opposite of Wines. He's not necessarily the big body, but he's pure class, fantastic agility, really nippy, quick feet, can sidestep, can get out the front of the contest and... Um, I think will be really damaging that sort of goal-kicking midfielder pushing forward. And Boak, I've got starting in there. We could see his sort of time in the midfield start to decline. Getting getting on, 34. Um, we'll be turning 35, I think, this season. But renowned for how well he takes care of his body. And he's a guy that can run all day, still leads them for clearances. So that's very impressive and just shows how important he still is to this midfield. And until guys like Butters, Rosie, Horn Francis now take over he'll still be playing quite an important role and then on the bench i've got butters coming through that midfield rotation and when we get to the forward line i've got horn francis as well so butters rosie horn francis i can see playing one on the bench one in the forward and one in the midfield or maybe two in the midfield depending on how the rotations are going butters just can't stop getting injured he he has no fear so that probably um, contributes to it but I just love to see him stay on the park. Hopefully he can add a little bit more size around his shoulders and his legs and reinforce those joints so that he can stay out there because at his best, he's fantastic. He's so creative. As I mentioned, so courageous. He's really, really clean. He can release with handball. He sees things that other guys don't see and can like chip the ball into little pockets in the zone. And yeah, I love him. I don't know many guys that watch a lot of footy that don't love Zach Butters. So I've got him in the midfield rotation as well with a little bit of forward. And then Lysette, I've got coming back into the ruck. I, I, it's hard to tell whether it was Dixon or Lysette that they missed uh, the most, but I think he just, although Finlayson, I really like, I like him around the ground much more than Lysette. Very good, very good kick for a big guy. And he competes pretty well, but Lysette is just that real strong physical presence. And with some younger, lighter guys in there, I think that Lysette, needs to come straight back into this midfield and be the main man for most of the game. 
And finally, I've got the forward line. Sam Palpepper starts in there and brings heaps of physical heat, plays with aggression, plays with energy. He, yeah, chased down tackles, big, big hits. I just love the way he plays. And he was one guy that didn't give up last year for Port Adelaide. When everyone else was struggling, they lost the first five or so. He was probably their best player week in, week out. Super competitor, can kick goals, but... He's just really in there to cause chaos for defenders. Once the ball hits the ground, he'll either be taking it, feeding it off, can kick a goal, running through 50, but defensive pressure probably more than anything else. Todd Marshall took a massive step last year. He was a guy, 2016 draft, one of these skinny key position players that takes a long time to come on and always shows flashes, um, but never quite impacts. But it, And once they start getting the physical side of their game down, physically developed in their body, and just getting comfortable with that contact and learning how to use their body, they can really start to impact the game. So him, sort of a story, um, similar story coming from Adelaide as well with Darcy Fogarty, same draft. Fogarty, bigger, was, has always been a bigger body, but they've, they've sort of emerged at the same time as two promising guys, although they play slightly differently. But both... Um, ironically, perhaps, I don't know how to use that word properly, but really good set shots at goal. So Marshall's going to push up the ground. Dixon, not as mobile. He's going to try to stay at home, be that real bulky forward wrestling in the goal square, be that down the line option. Marshall pushing up more on the lead. He's a lot more skillful. He's, um, can probably beat his defender with agility, depending on what sort of matchup he gets. He'll be, it'll be unlikely he'll be able to out-wrestle his opponent, which is what Dixon will do. He will be wrestling his opponent. So Marshall's got to get out on the lead. He can take a good mark when he gets a good run and jump at the ball, but in order to do that, he needs to do his work early and break that body contact from his defender. Dixon, as I mentioned, going to play really deep forward. They missed him. I think Maybe that plays into their slow ball movement. When you don't have a forward that you can be confident going long to, it's hard to really move the ball with any assurity or confidence and you tend to go into your shell a little bit. So Dixon needs to play all year, even if it's just for the mental advantage that he gives his team, knowing that they've got a guy who can take huge contested marks, convert, celebrates hard, gives them a lot of energy. As for the smalls, um, it, it could potentially be a very different forward line if everyone stays on the park. I've got Horn Francis playing high half forward, moving through the midfield. I'd love to see what he does back at home in a comfortable environment where he feels like he can really be himself and express himself in front of home fans back in South Australia. That is, he, he's a South Australian. And then moving through the midfield as well. He offers so much. His tackling is really good. His defensive intent is really good. But he's, his leap's fantastic. He was one of the top vertical jumps in the, his draft class. Super powerful, sidestep. Kicks the ball really well as well. And just looks composed. He looked so comfortable at AFL level on field. And I think there were just a few off-field things not going his way and getting frustrated with the team. So he'll be on that half-forward flank, swapping in with Butters or Rosie, probably a bit more Butters. I think Rosie will play a lot more midfield. And then the forward pockets have got Fantasia and Rioli, both guys that have missed a lot of footy for various reasons. Rioli with his um, ban, Asada, Wada, whatever it is, um, ban for trying to cheat his drug test. And Fantasia, just so many injuries. I remember when he came on the scene, he was one of my favorite players, just so exciting, acceleration, super clean at ground level. He's got really long arms, so he can take the ball above his head and he can also scoop it up at ground level really cleanly. Not a great tackler, but he he provides a lot of sort of inferred pressure because he's so quick. 
couple of preseason games, he looked super dominant. And yeah, just a shame that he keeps getting injured. Hopefully, hopefully he can stay on the park because he'll make this forward line very, very damaging. He's a really, really good finisher and just offers so much. And Rioli, similar, can push up the ground. He's probably a better field kick. Really was starting to show signs of becoming one of the better players in the competition right before that ban hit, going into that final series with West Coast. He was pushing up the ground, hitting some beautiful passes, lacing them out. Silky, silky skills, like any Rioli really, just doesn't fumble, seems to always be in the right positions and can kick a goal from anywhere. So with those two at the feet of Dixon and Power Prepper and Horn Francis offering, yeah, the two hyphens offering that real physical defensive efforts, uh, yeah, it, it's on paper, fantastic forward line, just depends how they gel with two new guys coming into the team and whether everyone can stay on the park, particularly Fantasia, Dixon, with the injuries that they've had. And then on the bench, I think Finlayson plays as that third tall. You've only really got two genuine talls, and Marshall, as I mentioned, not a real high-marking tall. Um, I think with Dixon playing that real key forward role, and then Marshall and Finlayson are a lot more mobile, but because they are so mobile, you can probably afford to have three of them down forward because they offer a lot more at ground level than your typical key forward. And then Georgie, Georgie, Georgie Artis, Mitch Georgie Artis, he, I think, misses out, but I've got him as the next cab off the rank. If, um, hopefully not, but Dixon goes down. And for the future, Georgie Artis, I don't know what's so hard about that name. He is definitely going to be in their future plans. There's been a lot of interest coming from other teams, particularly Western Australian teams, because he's from WA, but they obviously really rate him. They should rate him because... At his age, he was 2019 draft. He's shown so much. Super courageous. Leads really hard at the ball and then kicks goals well. Reminds me of Jonathan Brown. Not sure why, but he just tough, straight lines, no fuss footballer. So heaps to look forward to for Port Adelaide. And I think, yeah, definitely will be contending for finals this year with that really strong home ground advantage at Adelaide Oval. All the fans in there, I think, yeah, they'll be... Very, very competitive again, and it's an exciting team. Probably just looking for maybe one more really solid key defender, and they'll, they'll be set for years and years to come. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.